Welcome to the Dream for Others podcast. I'm Naomi Arnold, an award-winning business and life passion coach, writer, speaker, and human rights activist. This show features inspiring conversations with those who use their platform, passions, and uniqueness to make a difference in the world. If you are big-hearted, open-minded, a lifelong learner, and are on a mission to help create a better world, this is the podcast for you. Now let's get started and dream for others. Today I am blessed to have Natasha from Lush Cosmetics on the Dream for Others podcast. She has worked in marketing for the last nine years and has had both in-house and agency experience working on traditional and digital marketing. She works across public relations, social media, events, design and communications in order to build brand awareness, retention and drive business results. She has worked with a range of iconic international brands such as Schwartzky, One Direction, Holster Fashion, Ginger Lily Sleepwear and now of course Lush Cosmetics. I have been following Lush closely over the past couple of years, not just because of their beautiful products, but also because they have a company that is based on some ethical pillars and values that mean a lot to me as well. They also do a lot of campaigning for social causes and give back in some really innovative and creative ways. So I'm excited to ask Natasha about these today so that we can learn from what Lush Cosmetics have been doing as well. Hi, Natasha, and thank you so much for taking time out to speak with me today on the Dream for Others podcast. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to launch straight in and just ask if it's okay for those who aren't familiar with Lush, can you just introduce us a bit to the story of the company and how it's different to other brands and I guess how you found or how Lush found itself being a champion for social good? Sure. So Lush was founded 21 years ago in the UK by a group of animal and environmental activists who basically didn't want to leave their ethics at home when they went to work every day. So they really founded the company on three key pillars, which we use today to make all of our decisions, which are basically considering animal welfare, human rights, and environmental sustainability. So those three key areas are really at the heart of the business and how we make decisions today that really affect everything from the way that we recruit staff, the way that we buy, and the suppliers that we work with, and also, of course, campaigning. So we're a campaigning company. We work towards creating social change in those three key areas. We want to see people making more environmentally sustainable decisions. We want to see animal testing stop in the cosmetics industry globally. And we obviously want to see human rights being really advocated in all countries, whether it be LGBTQI rights and marriage equality uh, or people seeking asylum into Australia um, to have their you know, fair human rights met. So we are a very passionate company filled with very passionate people and 
that's kind of how it was founded and, and the things that we work towards as a business, as well as selling awesome cosmetics <laughs> and um, make you feel really great in the bath or shower or for your skincare or your hair. It must be incredible to to work for a company that just has such you know, beautiful pillars uh, forming a foundation under them. Yes, mm-hmm. it is incredible, and I think that's what retains the staff. You know, we've out one of our directors, Peter, has been in the business for sixteen years and worked her way up from a sales assistant to a director, um, and Mark. Lincoln, our other director, has also been with the business for a decade, and we have really long-standing staff, retail staff as well, who've been with the business, you know, over a decade. So it really does um, retain staff, and it makes you feel like you want to get up and come to work in the morning because you know you're making some real change in the world. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. it is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I I noticed uh, about Lush is that you have very public values as well that underpin everything that you do. And there's a great video on your website that goes through that in a really fun way. And I'll mm-hmm. share the link on the with the episode notes. So you have these these pillars, and then you have these values that underpin everything that you do as a as a company. Yes. And do you mind just for those listening just to share some of the values as well and how they're different to the the pillars and how they impact on your work? Sure. So I guess, you know, they all connect uh, together. So we have some really key values. So uh, we are a vegetarian company, 100% vegetarian, um, which just means that all the ingredients that we source have that ethos around them. Um, and we also have about 80% of our products are vegan as well. So um, that's a really key value in not only um, impacting our environmental sustainability as a business, but ensuring that we can really see some change with, you know, a lot of the way that cosmetics companies do buy on mass and how that can affect global supply of certain ingredients and things like that. And we believe that being 100% vegetarian does make a really, really big difference um, in terms of environmental impact as well as animal welfare. We also have a value that is called naked and basically it really uh, reflects on our choice to have products that have no packaging. So we have about 100 products in the range that have absolutely no packaging and we call them naked. And basically, um, you know, we're really trying to reduce our impact on landfill and make sure that all the packaging that we do use is recycled and recyclable as well. Um, And that's a really big key area for us, Uh, as well as ethical buying, which is a very strong focus for us as a business. Not only do we ask all of our suppliers to sign a declaration that states that they will not test on animals or sell to companies who test on animals, um, but we also meet our suppliers, get to know them on a really nice personal level and make sure that they're you know, using practices that are not only sustainable, but in so many cases actually regenerative. And we we encourage that through the use of permaculture style growing as opposed to monoculture. And permaculture is the style where you grow many different types of products or ingredients or plants all together to really regenerate soil. And the concept of permaculture is really around care for people, care for the earth and fair share. And that's something we feel really passionate about as a business as well. Am I right to assume that you didn't just, that Lush didn't just start out with 
these really strong values and pillars from the beginning, that they were there but that they've formed and grown over time? Yeah, I mean, they definitely started out with this, um, you know, this ethos and this real uh, want to make social change in the world and to offer platforms to really have a voice, but it definitely has evolved over the years. It's definitely, um, you know, as the business has grown, you know, we started as a humble one store in pool in England to now 21 years on, you know, 950 stores in 52 countries. And now we just have this incredible platform. And so it has evolved into a place that, you know, we are actually a publisher and how do we use those platforms to publish content that, you know, we feel really will resonate with customers, but also maybe change the way businesses are acting or the way that we make choices when we're buying cosmetics or the way that we treat each other and animals. So we really now have such a platform to make a difference and make change. And I think it's definitely evolved in the practices and even the idea that I mentioned before about permaculture that's only something we've really been working on in the last seven years and where we started our sustainable lush fund, which we actually call the slush fund. Um, and basically that's where 2% of all of our buying money globally goes into a pot and we fund local small grassroots groups who are using permaculture practices to grow products and ingredients and that also sort of often put money back into the communities to provide education and a lot of awesome things like that to really uplift small communities in very rural areas globally. So that's a really recent project in, in permaculture. The concept for us as a brand is, is fairly recent in terms of the 21 years. So Yes, wow, that's incredible. And I guess the reason I asked that question is I know lots of people get overwhelmed when they <laughs> – when they're starting out and they want to have an ethical business and be giving back. And I thought I would ask that because not everyone starts out, they have an idea and that foundation there, but they add to it over time. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, we continue to add all the time and our charitable giving part of our business as well as um, grown. It started in the early 2000s and that's where we have a charity pot. Um, which is like a hand and body lotion and the 100% of sales of Charity Pot minus GST goes into a pot and Mm -hmm. funds small grassroots charities campaigning or acting in animal welfare, human rights or environmental sustainability. And over the last uh, year, Australia Australia Lush has donated about $250,000 to small local grassroots charities through that product. So, yeah, I mean, it's just evolving over time and the bigger we get, the more we can give back. And I think that's, you know, it's just constantly considering those three key ethical pillars and how we can, you know, continue to improve or grow as the business grows as well. Yes. Ah, so inspiring. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And and you as you were mentioning before, Lush has also been involved in in a number of campaigns when it comes to progressing social good and social campaigns as well. Uh, can you tell us some of those that you've been involved in? I, I've seen some really fun ones. Yeah, definitely. We've been in a real, well, we've been part of a real variety of campaigns. And I guess the main thing for us is to use our social platforms to see some change and um, some recent ones that we've done and also partnerships that we've had. So the beginning of the year during Valentine's, we really advocated for marriage equality uh, and also transgender rights. So we had two of our staff members who are a couple uh, in our window, Tom and Mims, and uh, 
MEMS is actually transgender as well. And we really wanted to show, you know, these, these are real people and they absolutely deserve marriage equality and equality in Australia and to be treated in the exact same way as every other person. We also partnered with Mardi Gras at this time to really align Lush with an awesome kick off to Pride for the year um, and just a really fun way to, you know, work with the LGBTQI community and show our support. Then recently we actually did a campaign to uh, really advocate to save the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, and we did that pre-election in partnership with GetUp in Australia. And basically, we really wanted to educate the public on how their vote could actually help change the state of the Great Barrier Reef. And this is a really massive issue because over the next five years, it might look like the reef is actually going to be 100% bleached due to climate change, you know, fossil fuel emissions and all, all of that sort of thing is, is, you know, really cuts to the heart of Australian tourism and this absolutely stunning wonder of the world that we have. And so we provided information in stores for customers to educate on, you know, how their votes could make really make a difference in the election. And then further to that, we just finished a campaign in Australia for people seeking asylum, and we worked with Get Up on that as well, and it was really highlighting people's stories from Manus Island. And uh, there are 800 men currently on Manus Island who are detained and are genuine asylum seekers who really need to be brought into Australia to survive and be given the human rights that we all need and have the right to. So we campaigned to bring them here and we used all of our shop floor windows across 30 stores and our digital platforms, which reach around 400,000 people, to really share their, those men's stories and to advocate to bring them here. So um, those are just some of the campaigns we've been a part of this year. Um, but we look to campaign on lots of issues. Um, and upcoming, we have a campaign in November that's a global campaign, and it's about keeping the internet on. So we really um, are advocating for all countries globally to stop internet shutdowns during election times, or even there's some countries that shut their internet down during civil war times, and it really it stops the ability for democracy, for people's rights to research before they make a vote or to contact their loved ones in times of need and things like that. So we're really advocating that internet and ability to research online um, is a human right. So we've got lots going on. It's really <laughs> exciting and, and lots of change to be to be had and globally and in Australia as well. So it's yes. it's exciting. Yeah, we're not short on issues to champion. No. <laughs> and this makes me really excited about Lush and I love that I love that you um humanize, I guess, a lot of these issues because I feel like there's a lot of dehumanization that happens in some of the yeah. dialogue so when you were giving examples there I could just see how you're you're putting a story and, and a real life human as you say yeah. at it which is so important 
And yeah, I guess the other thing I love too is you get involved in politics, which so many businesses are scared <laughs> to do or political issues, you bring them up and, you know, get them involved in their campaigns. And um, some businesses are scared to do that. They think their business will fall to pieces. But you know, yeah, that is a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, you know, you, you want to put forward the things you really believe in. And, and that's what we want to do. That's what's important. So I think if we all feel really strongly about it as a business and we all make the decisions together as a group and, you know, there's never one person that, you know, signs off, it's all of us together. And I think that's what makes a really big difference because we all stand strong on these issues that we believe in. So yeah, it can be challenging, but if you've got lots of people behind the issue and lots of people in support, then it does make it easier. Yes. And I assume that you're customer base or your community care about these things too yes absolutely they are a very passionate community and often share with us you know both staff and customers share with us the types of issues they believe we should be focusing on and and that's often how we steer our campaigning based on what they're telling us because you know what our customers or staff are telling us is really what is going on you know, on the shop floors and what's being communicated and talked about. And that's what's really important. Ah, it's amazing. Amazing. Now, I'm, I'm curious to know whether any of the kind of issues that you campaign or you, or you get involved in, whether personally there's any that uh, mean a lot to you that you're really passionate about and excited to be involved in and pushing and progressing. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, it's all about human rights. I am an absolute advocate for human rights. Uh, so LGBTQI rights, marriage equality, transgender rights, I am so passionate about. And, you know, I think that just comes from being in a family that, you know, in my mum's side, there is a gay son in, in every family and it's something I've grown up with and, um, you know, it's always been so, you know, in my family so accepted and, and a beautiful thing and it's just part of who you are but only a small part of who you are and um, I think that in Australia, you know, the fact that we don't have all equal rights Um, is a really tough thing and so it's something that I'm so passionate about campaigning on to make sure that we do find that equality um, because it it really does impact people's mental health as well and yeah it's important that we are all equal and that we feel equal too. Yes absolutely we share a passion there. (laughs) Awesome yay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you mind do you have any ideas sharing with those who are listening how they can how they can help with progressing this passion of yours? Sure. I mean, I think it's just talking about it. It's just Mm. being really open. It's being really well-researched as well, looking at what what is out there in terms of who's communicating really great messages. Um, There's a lot of amazing publications and, and publishers out there having the conversation and we've recently seen Kylie Minogue come out and say that she's not going to get married until there's marriage equality in Australia and she's campaigning and and you know as as a celebrity campaigns it definitely makes um everything heard just that tiny bit more and um groups like get up obviously are doing incredible work in the space and I think it's just about jumping on what these amazing 
campaigning groups are doing and getting the message out there. And social media is such an incredible platform for that where we can share our beliefs and our messages with our networks. And, you know, you'd be surprised what one small network can reach when it's shared. And it's just, yeah, it's just important to continue to talk about it and continue to keep those issues top of mind and um, share when positive things are going on. And yeah, try to try to keep the language as positive as possible as well, because there are some good things happening. And, um, you know, fighting for what we want is important, um, not talking about what we don't have. So I think just using really positive language and sharing as much as possible is always really helpful. Yes, I love that. And it's something that we can we can all do. We can all talk about these things more and share more and support those yeah. who are standing up and, and yep. really driving it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I the example you just gave there of Kylie Minogue, I'm I'm always really inspired by people who use their fame or their their platform and I guess their their uniqueness and their talents to to champion a cause or to make a difference in some way and you know when I hear about people like her and when I hear the types of things that Lush is doing to make a conscious effort to use their platform as a force for good I get so excited so excited and I just wonder like why do you think it's important why do you think it's important that we we use our platforms and whether that be a business or whether that be an audience or fans or whatever it might be. It just might be your personal social media account. Why do you think it's important for us to to step up and to do that? I think we all have a responsibility to each other and to the world around us, you know. I think um, we all need to be accountable for the change we want to see. It's It's very easy to sit back and say, oh, I'd really like to see this happen, but if we're not acting on it and we're not you know, using our own personal platforms or our business platforms to actually take an action or, or take a stand or, you know, provide a call to action, then, you know, nothing is going to happen. There's not going to be change. But, you know, as a democratic society, we have the right to vote and we have the right to protest. And these are things that, you know, we can do and we should do if we really want to see some change um, in the world in, the, in those areas. And I think as individuals and as businesses, we absolutely can make change, especially when we get momentum and we work together. That's, yes. you know, how it all kind of, that's how change happens. Yes. <laughs> Fist pumps happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I know that a lot of the people listening to this will be business owners and and bloggers uh, and some creatives and artists, but mostly business owners and bloggers. Uh, and some of them are ranging from having just started out, so being in their first year or or two of business or blogging, and then others are more established. Um, do you have any advice based on your experience with with Lush of how people can can start to use their business and and their platforms for good, even if they don't have a lot of money yet or a large following or established practices um, or the, the time and resources to have a slush fund <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Yeah, do you have any tips for them on how to get started? Definitely. I mean, I think it all really starts from within, you know, within the company culture and it can be really tiny little changes over long periods of time. So, for example, 
would be ordering recycled stationery um, and from really ethical suppliers and making sure that when we're putting in stationery orders, we're just highlighting, hey, guys, uh, you know, this is from Staples and this is their range of, um, you know, recycled products and this is what we're ordering moving forward. Or, you know, at Lush, we um, provide all of our staff with reusable water bottles and reusable keep cups, coffee cups. Um, and that really helps get the staff on board with the types of change that we can make. We've got in Australia over Christmas, we'll have about a thousand staff and a thousand staff using recycled and, you know, reusable drink bottles as well as coffee cups makes a massive difference every day to the amount of single-use plastic that would go in landfill otherwise. And getting buy-in from staff in that way, you know, even if you've got two staff or five staff, getting keep cups for them that are branded with your company logos and, and water bottles can be a great start into having that conversation of using, you know, reusable products and that sort of thing. As well as like really starting to talk about the issues that mean something to people within an organization because um, in the end of the day, we're all consumers and we consume media and food and, and everything. And so it's really important that having staff buy-in will reflect on the types of authentic messages that you can put out from a company standpoint um, because it has to come from a really honest and authentic place for customers to be able to understand and, and want to jump on board and buy-in as well. So I guess it's just about starting and sparking the conversation about what issues mean a lot to people within the organization and then asking customers as well what means a lot to them and, and what changes might they like to see and then starting to implement those things over a period of time. So once you get your head kind of in that mindset of being conscious of knowing what's important to you and your company and your staff and your customers that you can yep. then start to notice just little things that build up to bigger things and gaining momentum to make that type yeah, of change. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, it's so great to report on those sorts of things. Like if we were to report on, you know, how many single-use plastic cups and drink bottles we saved from going into landfill over October to December, those stats would be huge. And, it, and it's an awesome thing to report back to our staff to share the impact that we've had by, you know, using recycled and, you know, reusable products. So things like that keep people really engaged and on board with what you're trying to make change with. Yes, that would be so rewarding and it would build up quicker than what we think sometimes too, I suspect. Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed about Lush is just how creative and fun you all seem and that this carries through not just in your branding and in your products but also in the campaigning and and all of that type of work that you do you come up with some really cool and different ways of trying to create change so uh, how do you how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. So we do have a creative lead. Her name is Brooke Austin, and and uh, in Australia and New Zealand, she helps us shape a lot of our messaging and our artwork and design and um, visual merchandising and a lot of different things. But ultimately, we make decisions together. So we have what we call a mafia meeting, which is like a big marketing meeting once a month, and we all come together. So the directors come together, our brand communications team, our retail support team. We always invite a manager from a store to attend, and we sit together in a group and we basically discuss 
ideas, we put forward ideas, we argue on things, we, you know, make decisions then and there, uh, and then we go away and, you know, we work further on how we can expand on those creative ideas and make them the best that they possibly can be. But I guess what we find as a business is making decisions together and working together and having healthy conflict is really important because that's when our campaigns seem to do much better is when there's been quite a bit of back and forth and lots of people disagreeing and lots of people agreeing. And that's, you know, when it feels contentious in the office, we know it's going to be contentious with our staff and customers too. So that's always makes for sort of the best types of campaigns when we're feeling like, oh, it's going to be a bit risky. Um, but yeah, it's, we always do it together. So our mafia meetings are a great way to bring everyone together to have those conversations and make decisions as a team. Yeah, I get a sense that you must have an amazing team there where you can trust each other to be open in that way and to have those types of debates and feel safe to do that. Yeah, absolutely. We have a real feedback culture and it's really instilled, you know, right through the business. So the business is always also very flat in terms of hierarchy. So our directors will go and work in the stores and, you know, are very approachable and we are the support team. So we support the stores. It's very much a inverted triangle where the directors and the support team sit on the bottom and then the uh, store staff, managers, sales assistants and the customers sit at the top because they help us shape what the business is going to look like. They tell us what they want to see and what they're enjoying and what they're not enjoying. And that's how we shape the business based on our customer and staff feedback. And we're just the support team that sit underneath to make sure that everyone's got what they need and feel really supported. So it's a very different business model in terms of the hierarchy. It's very flat. And so it does make for a very open space and a very safe space to put forward your ideas and also to have that healthy conflict as well. Mm, that's wonderful. I hope some people listening start to learn from that themselves too. <laughs> I know I have yeah, a lot a already. One. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in one of those mafia meetings. <laughs> yeah, they're good fun. They really are. Now, because you as a company there at Lush get so involved in big issues that um, are evolving and the evidence is changing all of the time and some of them are quite heavily debated and the facts about them are sometimes uh, not present in some places, yeah. how, do you, how do you all stay, well, personally and also just as a company, how do you stay on top of the, the research and the the evidence and the issues as they're changing and remain informed? Yeah, great question. So Ari Thompson, who works in our brand comms team, looks after our ethical campaigns, charity pot and eventing. Mm -hmm. And um, she very much does a lot of research for the broader business. But we also have great partnerships with lots of different groups, both our charity pop partners and groups that we've campaigned with. So Get Up is a great example of an awesome partnership that help us really keep informed and stay on top of any changes or major, major shifts or, um, you know, even 
political opinion or, um, you know, the local voices of people and what they look like in different states and different areas. GetUp has so much information on that because they have a million members. And so it really enables us to stay on top of what's happening and where the change is and, and where our voice needs to be lent to next in order to continue working on those issues. So it's just about, you know, continuing the communication ongoing um, with our partners like the ASRC in Melbourne, um, the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. They're a great centre for us to be on top of what's actually happening, you know, in, in the issues around people seeking asylum into Australia as well. Um, yeah, so just a lot of research and ARI continues to do a lot of research in those spaces to make sure, you know, that we're offering funding in areas to charity pot partners that really need it and, and to make as much change as possible. And yeah, just lots of research and ongoing um, communication with our partners. Yeah, it can feel like a full-time job sometimes to stay at, yeah. on top of all those issues. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Now, before we finish up, uh, what is what is next for Lush as you as you keep moving forward and trying to create change? Yeah, I mean, you know, much of the same. We we are going to continue to campaign as hard as we can on marriage equality in Australia, on people seeking asylum into Australia. Um, you know, we are going to continue to campaign for the Great Barrier Reef and climate change issues uh, and renewables and. Um, you know, we're not going to stop until we see some real change happen in Australia. So, you know, it's we obviously will continue to make beautiful products, source ethically, um, and work towards regenerative practices through permaculture. Um, but, you know, campaigning is at the forefront of what we're doing. We will absolutely continue to use our platforms to make change. And um, as new issues pop up, we will jump on them and we will use our platforms to, you know, give them a, a bigger voice as well. So... And how can we how can we help? I assume we can. Well, for starters, we can buy your beautiful products that are <laughs> that yeah. have great values underneath them, and we can share your your work and your your campaigns and and speak up about them ourselves and share them online and with our families. We can have conversations, I guess, with people in our lives. Is there anything else we can do to support what you're doing there at Lush? Yeah, I mean, everything you've mentioned would be incredible, but. Also, during campaigns, we often have a campaigning product. So um, during the Bring Them Here campaign for people seeking asylum, we had a campaign a campaign product called Hands of Friendship, which is a soap, and that 100% of proceeds go to GetUp and the ASRC in Australia. And, you know, by jumping on board and buying those campaigning products, you're really enabling us to fund those groups and those issues and, you know, making sure that, that, that money goes to an amazing, you know, group that's doing some awesome things in those areas. Buying a charity pot would be an amazing thing to do. 100% of proceeds of charity pot minus GST go into our grassroots charitable giving fund. And that's an awesome way to, you know, buy a gift for someone that is really giving back to the community and local communities in Australia as well. So those are some other ways you could help too. Ah, fun. Good ways, ways that feel rewarding too. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm going to share the links that you mentioned, obviously, the Lush links and also, you know, like GetUp and the ASRC yeah. and some of those and even Keep, Keep Cut and, you know, all of yep. those types of things Lovely. Yeah, that people yeah. can get involved with. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel honoured to have had a chance to talk to you and to learn a bit about all the amazing things that you're doing 
there at last. I've already got some ideas in my head of things I can go away and do myself. And I'm sure those listening will too. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Naomi. Really appreciate it. It was lovely to speak with you. Thank you for listening to the Dream for Others podcast with Naomi Arnold. For episode notes, further inspiration, and access to my free resources, please visit naomiarnold.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to please subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, and share it with your friends or peers. Let's continue to dream for others, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.